Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. My name is Inez Bai. I am your host as well as a life and business coach. And welcome back to me. I have missed the podcast life. And guess what else I did in the attempt to do something really efficient as I usually do? I <laughs> I went a little bit overboard. I girl-bossed a little bit too close to the sun and I deleted the intro music to my podcast. And for those of you that have been listening for a little while, you'll probably notice that I have been away off this podcast. I haven't been away. I've just not been podcasting for probably about the past six weeks. And the reason for that is I became really disconnected to the name of the Peaceful Body Podcast because a lot has shifted in terms of how I run my business, the services that I'm offering and what I am focusing on. And in true Manny Jen style, I just got really sick of the name and gave it up and started focusing on so many other things that have been happening in my world, not only in my business, but also in my personal life. So I wanted to give you a little bit of an update as well as sharing what's been going on and the lessons I've been learning along the way. But <laughs> starting off with a lesson, I've been trying to figure out like, what is a new name? And I um, have been like polling people on Instagram. If you're not following me there, I literally share daily updates, so much value about life, mindset, personal development, business, money-making, all of the juicy things on my Instagram. So it's just at Anesby and I always leave it linked in the show notes as well. But I would love to hear from you, like what's a cool name for the podcast? And I felt so stuck on what I should be calling this podcast, which then led me to feeling really resistant to actually recording because I was like, well, I need a right name and blah, 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 and all these things. And then I just got really lost in the cycle of like, you know, once you stop doing something, it can be really hard to get back started again because you kind of put all these expectations on yourself and you feel like think all your ducks have to be in a row and everything like that. So um, I don't have a name. I don't have uh, my intro music. I feel like there's a lot of things that I'm missing, but I just committed to showing up today and kind of breaking the seal again and getting back started because you often just have to start something to get the momentum going. Um, and what I always say to my clients about momentum specifically, and if this like will be relevant for you, I feel like especially coming out of lockdown, being in November, almost winding down for the year, I feel like it has been a bit of a sticky point in a lot of people's lives because it's like, oh, like exhausted from the pancake that's been happening all year, exhausted from lockdown, exhausted from all of the changes, but then also the past like couple of years of being stuck in Sydney, stuck doing the same thing, not really getting much of a chance to break kind of like the cycle. Um, and then with Christmas coming up as well, I just feel like that a lot of us are kind of resigning until the end of the year and just being like, whatever, I'll start in January. I'll start with a new year next year. And I spoke about this on an Instagram live um, the other day about how I really hate this idea of let's start the new year and make the most of 2021 because what is time? Like time is a social construct. It's not even real. We can decide when we want to do things and there is no better time than now and being ready is a choice, all of those kinds of things. But I do think we can also use it as a bit of an excuse of like, oh, well, it's almost the end of the year or like it's too close to Christmas. What's the point in taking action right now? And to that, I say, if time isn't real, which it isn't, right, it's a construct that we use to help kind of contain our lives and give us structure, which is obviously really helpful. If you're feeling the urge or the pull to do something, waiting until next year isn't going to make it any easier. It's not going to make the resistance or 
the justification as to why you shouldn't do something or your ego be any less loud. It's just going to be there until next year. And then I can guarantee you that when you start doing the thing that it is you really wanted to do, whether it's launch a business or invest in a coach or start a podcast or start dating or start like come out with your sexuality, like whatever it is, you're going to be like, why didn't I do this sooner? We always do that, right? When I think about starting my business, I wanted to do it for so many years, but I was so worried to do it because I felt like there was already so many other online coaches and who was I to have a say in the industry and what was I going to offer? Like I had all of those thoughts, but then I started and here five years down the track, like I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And even though when I reflect on the time that I have been doing the my business um, for, I know that it, I started it at the right time, like when I was able to actually handle it but also at the same time it's one of those things where I'm like I freaking love what I'm doing I love what I'm building and I I know that I held myself back from starting the business earlier on because of I was worried about people's judgments I was worried about what people would say or if I would fail or if I would embarrass myself like all that kind of thing so a little reminder and a little pep talk for you that it's never going to be the right time to start and we have to choose to do it even if the fear is there and even if you are feeling worried and in fact something that I've learned through going um, through my human design. I had a human design reading like a couple of months ago uh, through Poppy. Delilah is her Instagram handle and it was amazing. Like definitely go book in for a reading if you're feeling like you want a little pep talk or you're just getting into human design and you're not really sure what it's about. But what she said to me was because one of my centers or something like that is undefined. I'm not like super cluey with the the cent, like the centers in terms of human design, everything else I know. And my one-to-one clients, if you're listening to this or my group coaching clients will know that we use human design like the freaking Bible in my coaching. And it honestly has helped me so much in my business and in terms of my life um, because it massively changes the way that you make decisions. And I was thinking about today how much I used to find decision making so hard. Like I remember two years ago, three years ago, when I went to Europe for six weeks, one of my past clients who then turned into a friend asked me if I wanted to sublet her apartment for three or four months while she was going away on like a long trip or whatever. And I could not make the decision. Like I remember sitting in my apartment Airbnb that we were renting in Barcelona being like, oh my God, should I do it? And I was like reading tarot cards and I was like downloading all of these meditations to like make better decisions. And I was reading my like astrology to try and see if it was the right decision. And like, wow, I'm so glad I've moved beyond that point and I've evolved to the place I am now where I can just like make decisions so much more easily because I've become so finely attuned to listening to my body rather than my mind. But it used to be so, so scary. It used to be so, so hard. Um, And anyway, the reason why I was so nervous about subletting her place was that I was still new in my business. I was coming back from Europe. I wanted to make sure that I had money to invest in the business and have a coach because that's that needs to be a priority, like a non-negotiable for running a business. Like how can we expect to be growing and running a business if we don't have anyone to learn from? Like that just wouldn't be a thing in any other industry. We always like are going to uni or doing courses or um, doing further learning or whatever it is. And so the same applies to your business just because it's a little bit more unregulated doesn't mean that you are going to be able to be successful and make it without the proper help. Like it's just not a thing. So stop trying to convince yourself that you don't need to spend money and invest in your business and invest in a coach because you do.
But anyway, so I was really tossing up because I wasn't sure about the money and I wasn't sure if I wanted to live alone and I wasn't sure if it was the right decision and whether I wanted to live there. And like, you know, my I could have honestly have lodged a freaking court case for all of the reasons for and against. And this is why I don't like pros and cons uh, lists because they don't actually help you. You will always find a reason to do something or to not do something. You'll always find the reasons for what it is that you're hoping to find. Like you can always find something to back it up. You really can. So anyway, I ended up doing it. I ended up subletting. It was an amazing experience to live on my own and I'm living on my own again. So that's also really good to have had that experience. But now I think about the way that I make my decisions and it's not like the fear isn't there. It's not like my ego doesn't still say like, oh, but what about this? And what if this happens? And what are people going to think of you? But what I've truly learned to do, and this is what I learned to come back to um, my human design reading, what Poppy said to me was like, you're always going to have fear. It's just going to be there always, which like I kind of knew, but to know that it's in my chart, it was like just that extra kind of validation of like, okay, it's okay to be scared. And in fact, the fear is going to be there. And it's often going to be the loudest when I'm doing something that is really, really in alignment for me, not because it's something that is bad for me, but because it's something that is so going to be so powerful and magnetic. And it's so new and kind of like at the edge of my comfort zone. And that's why it's scary. But we just have to learn to walk with the fear. And the quickest way to move through the fear is to do the freaking thing. Like if you are like me and you have my sleep can be really sensitive to, um, like any sort of stress or anxiety or just like anything that's on my mind. And it's actually a really good way for me to tell whether or not I'm living in alignment, because if I'm avoiding something out of fear, whether it's having a conversation with someone or hosting a masterclass or launching a new program or just any sort of situation, if I'm avoiding it, I will not be able to sleep at night because I will not have been able to like, um, I, and this is not just like immediately, like obviously this is if I've been avoiding it for like a couple of days or a couple of weeks or even a couple of months, but really for me, the way that I have, uh, kind of trained my, my soul and my body is to take action on things and make things happen fast. And that's why things happen quickly for me and to me, because I am making quick decisions. I am taking the action as soon as the nudge kind of comes to me. I'm making stuff happen as I'm getting the response or the signs from the universe. And I'm not constantly waiting for more validation or more signs or to feel ready. I'm just going after things and I'm making it happen. Um, but yeah, it's just like learning to walk with that fear and knowing it's always going to be there, but it's also a practice. Like when I was younger, I really kind of relied on people around me and listening to the crowds and asking my mom what she thought I should be doing and all those kinds of things. So then to start making decisions on my own for myself and against what um, society was telling me, because that was obviously not making me happy. It was making me really depressed and sad and anxious. But then also to make decisions for yourself that are zigging when everyone's zagging, that's going to make you anxious and stressed, but in like a different way, in a more energizing way. And once you do the thing, it's just you've got to practice. You've got to get out of the habit of always kind of submitting to other people's opinions or submitting to society's expectations or just like surrendering to fear or as in like giving into fear. That's what I mean. Um, but it also takes practice and we've got to make those decisions through the day as well as the bigger decisions of like investing in a coach and asking someone on a date and having those big conversations. It's like the things that we do during the day of like, what are you eating? Like, are you listening to your body or are you again submitting to what you feel like you should be eating? Are you doing what it is that you actually want to do like moment to moment? Or are you like forcing yourself to exercise in a certain way because you think that's what you should be doing? 
And all these small little decisions that we make during the day can actually tell you so much about how in alignment you are with your body and whether you're actually listening to your intuition or you're giving all of your power to your ego and these like external expectations that you feel like you should be following because you constantly feel like you have to do things from a should and then you're constantly feeling like you're tossing up so many things because when you're not like listening to your ego when you're not listening to your intuition and you're not in tune with like your inner voice then you always are worried you're going to be making the wrong decision you're always kind of tossing up all of these other different external opinions and voices and things that you feel like you should be doing whereas now I can tell in my body really clearly when someone's like do you want pizza pizza or sushi I'm like sushi and I just know you know I'm not sitting there being like oh my god I ate this and I read this article that sushi's bad for you and I heard that this thing is and I'm gonna have sushi tomorrow and like it's just I do the thing I move forwards and then that accumulation of building up that habit and creating a new kind of pathway for me to go down means that when I have am faced with these bigger decisions it's still scary sometimes you know especially if I'm investing like ten thousand dollars into a coach like I did earlier this year or if I'm gonna move which I'm actually going to do again this year it's still scary but at least then I've got the practice of standing up for myself and listening to my intuition even when my ego is there So I want you to reflect on yourself. Where are you putting other people's well-being above your own needs? Where are you doing something out of a place of should when you really want to do something else? Are you listening to your intuition or are you just, you know, doing things on autopilot without actually checking in? I wanted to give you a little bit of an update in terms of what I'm offering in the business and the pivot that I've had recently. So if you follow me on Instagram, which I'm assuming most of you do, you will know that I've been doing a lot more business coaching. And this has been an edge and very in alignment with what I was just talking about in terms of listening to your intuition. Because again, doing mindset coaching, life coaching, which is what I've been doing for the past like year and a half, I'd gotten to a place where I was really good at it. I knew what I was doing. I knew I was getting amazing client results, working with amazing clients, like loved it. But then I started having this reoccurring dream of like host a business masterclass, start sharing about your business more, start sharing about your different perspectives and your different strategies that you have kind of created through working with lots of different business coaches, doing lots of different courses and just having the experience of running a business since I was 19. Like I really took for granted until I started actually really reflecting on my journey, how much of a positive impact influence running my personal training in-person business actually had on running my online coaching business. And I've spoken on this podcast before that it's definitely a different kettle of fish. And when I started my online coaching business, it was like so overwhelming. And I was like, oh my God, this all feels so new. Like, do I even have any experience? Like what the hell? But now as I reflect on it, and now as I start talking about strategies with business and working with a lot more business clients, I really realized how much I took that for granted because when I broke into the online coaching market, I already had all of this experience of talking to potential leads, generating consistent leads through like a big database, which was the gym, having sales conversations, talking to clients about money, empowering my clients to make decisions. And, you know, I also made a lot of mistakes along the way because I was 19, I was naive, I didn't have the experience behind me, all of those kinds of things. So the thing for me was, though, that I had so much experience, like essentially talking to people about investing and PTing, like personal training. That's a lux kind of service you know what I mean it's not for like every man and their dog it's for someone who has disposable income that wants that extra level of support and accountability so obviously online coaching 
is sort of the same thing. But really, if you're running a business, like it's just should be a non-negotiable. Like you need a coach. Like, like it's just, I don't know how else to say it. Um, but uh, like, I yeah, I really took it for granted. So what has been really interesting now is noticing as I'm working with a lot of my business clients, especially as they're coming into working in the online space and going on social media for the first time is how much fear there is around showing up online and having these conversations and talking to clients about money and just knowing what to say as well. Um, Because a lot of the times people might message you about, okay, what's your services or what do you offer or how much do you charge? And we just don't really know what the right thing is to say. And even though there isn't necessarily like a right thing to say like you can't mess it up because if someone wants to work with you then they'll work with you regardless of what you say unless of course you're really offensive or you say something that doesn't make sense or whatever but there's definitely ways that we can help empower our clients make a big decision which is going to be investing in you um, so that we can speak to them in a certain way so that it's really empowering and what I see so much in the online space and in the coaching industry is this real vibe of shaming and guilting people into working with you so in the business world what I see a lot of is like if you're not investing in your business like how can you expect it to grow and you have to invest a lot of money in order for you to grow and whilst I really believe it's important to be in integrity with like charging what it is that you have paid before I also know that it's possible to grow your business whilst investing a certain amount it doesn't always have to be like tens of thousands of dollars and it's not like if you never invest you're never going to grow but it's just going to be slow and you're going to make more mistakes along the way um, and you're still able to like run a business even if you're not investing at every single moment it's okay to take breaks it's okay to take time to integrate and I always say that to my clients when they kind of go for breaks and most of them come back with me and to be honest most of my clients work with me for like six to 12 months anyway which is amazing and that's really beneficial for me because it shows to me that I'm providing a really good service and um, obviously it means that I don't have to like sell and find new clients all the time so it makes it a really sustainable business model and this is something I teach all of my business clients like how to get reoccurring clients but secondly it's so beneficial for my client which is what I'm always mostly focused on because I know them so well. We have so much history together so that I can really coach them from such a place of knowing who they are, their reactions, their history, their beliefs, their experience and everything like that. Because, you know, when it's like whenever you go to see a new therapist, that first session is always like an intro session. And then you feel like you waste the whole session and then it takes so long to get started with things and actually get to the nitty gritty. And it takes time to trust one another and to become friendly with each other. And like whenever I have obviously the best experience as a client it's when I'm friendly with that person and we get along and we have a vibe and we know each other really well and that's why I love working with my clients long term and it's a really high priority in terms of my business because I want my clients to get the best experience and I know when they work with me for such a long time then we really get to know each other well and we can kind of cut through the bullshit cut through the superficial stuff cut through the small talk intro stuff not that I really have that with my with my clients we normally like jump straight into like the trauma the blockages the big money making things you know we get right in there we get our hands dirty straight away but like just working with someone for a long period of time that's the thing that's going to really help you to like evolve and refine and move forwards because otherwise if you're jumping around then you're going to get all of this different advice all of this different energy and you're not really committing are you you're not really being like okay this is what I'm going to do this is the person that I trust this is whose strategies I'm going to listen to because 
In order for strategies to work and for your business to actually grow and results to happen, you need to be doing it for more than like a month. You need to be doing it for more than three months. You need to be doing it for like a year, six months to actually be able to get data and see what it is if it's working, what needs to be changing. And of course, you're going to be tweaking along the way. But if you're going to be implementing a new strategy every month, every week, every day, whatever, then of course, you're not going to know what's actually working. So that's why having that consistency with a coach is really, really important, as well as having that anchor of someone that holds you accountable and is like, I believe in you. I know what you're possible. I know it's possible for you. So let's kind of do it together. So it's been really, really fun for me to work, as you can hear, like I'm loving it to work with clients on business because I loved the life coaching side of things. And a lot of what I do in biz biz coaching is a blend as well. Like business coaching is never just about your business. It's about your lifestyle and what's going on and the relationships in your life. And that's why I freaking love it. But what I've really noticed about my business clients that's different to my life coaching clients is that desire to continue going deeper, that desire to continue evolving, to continue shedding the layers. And that's why working with business clients has been really, really lighting me up. And that's why I've been doing that pivot. Um, Even though it would have been easy easy for me to continue working with my mindset clients and doing the life coaching because it's what I knew and it's what I could predict and it's what has had been working for me for a really long time but what I've really learned and the skill that I've really honed in on as a manifesting generator and just like you know generally as a soul living inside a physical body is not just doing things because that's good or because it's worked or because that's how it's always been done it's like giving myself permission to change tracks and to pivot And it was definitely scary, but it's been a really, really exciting journey. And I've absolutely loved working with my business clients for all of those reasons before. But what I love about business coaching is that I get to work with people who have a service or an offering that is going to massively change someone's life, but they don't know how to market themselves. They don't know how to get themselves in front of the right audience. So they're not able to actually change those people's lives. Because the thing is, and if you're thinking about starting a coaching business or you're wanting to grow your coaching business, a lot of what my clients come to me and say is like, oh, the coaching industry is already saturated or there's already so many people who are doing what I want to do. Like, what's the point in me putting my true sense in. And it's like, because no one's doing it the way that you are doing it. And someone out there, multiple clients, dozens of clients need it in the way that you express it. They need to hear it from your voice, from your perspective, with your history. Yes, there might be a million people doing the same thing that you are doing, but only you are doing it the way that you are doing it. And so when I get to work with my clients and help them be connected to their dream clients, it's like how Like, why wouldn't I want to do that? And after five years of running my own business and having the privilege of working as a fitness coach, a nutrition coach, working with intuitive eating, life coaching, all of those kinds of things, I really can coach from a place of experience of knowing what it's like to actually build a business that's a life coaching business or whatever, you know, like I've actually built a business before I'm then like, oh, I'm going to coach business. Like, and this isn't by accident. This was a very calculated move that I did based off my intuition and also based off what people were asking me to. So it's really important to get feedback from your audience and feedback from the universe. And what I mean by the universe is if you're someone that is um, like responding to the universe around us. So in human design, that's like 95% of the population. So only manifestors, which is 5% of the population are initiating things. Everyone else is responding to something from the universe. But a response doesn't mean you need a sign or you need to see angel numbers or you have to be hit by lightning. A response is like, you know, 
um, seeing something on Instagram and being like, oh, I would love to talk about that or walking past a billboard and being like, oh, I really want to do something like that. And you get that feeling. And when you can check in with your body and see how it feels, then that's when you know the decision is aligned for you. You don't need anything extra, even though your ego is going to be like, well, should you really do that? Or you should wait for another sign or this person's already done it. It's like, if you're getting that excited response or you're feeling like lit up by it, then that's enough of a reason to do it. But then secondly, my audience was literally asking me for business tips. People were asking me for business coaching. Um, so who am I to deny them? You know what I mean? And it's not like I just say yes to anyone willy nilly. Like I obviously checked in with myself and was like, can I help this person? I have no problem with referring people on, but I felt really, really lit up by the people that were asking me for business coaching. And so I did it. And now I've been able to get these people to have their first 5k months to have clients booking in, to set up classes, to be like setting up their businesses, everything like that. So it's been a really, really incredible journey. There's so much more to update you on, but I'm going to keep it here um, because I know how it is to listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Let me know if you have a name for the podcast as well. Um, And if you're interested in joining my business mastermind that's starting in January, we are in early bird enrollment and there are so many amazing bonuses that you get when you join before the or in the next like 10 days or something like that. If you go on my Instagram, you'll see the countdown timer for when these early bird bonuses end. So this is the Elevated Business Mastermind, which is all about how to consistently generate leads, to have consistent income and growing your income and impact, to be using social media to your advantage. You don't need a big following. I've been able to consistently bring in six figures every year with a following of less than 4,000, which is amazing and so so cool um you don't need an email list you don't need anything complicated like you can literally set up a business like that and there's I mean there's obviously strategies that I teach you and that's why having the right coaching is important but um yeah message me and we can chat about whether it's right for you and I'm really really excited we've already got a few amazing people that have signed up and committed to growing their business in a sustainable and aligned way so send me a message let me know and I will talk to you all soon